Hi, you're listening to Find Your Joy. If you're looking for ways to thrive rather than survive in a world that can seem rather chaotic, you're in the right place. We will be sharing stories of our own as well as those from guests who have found ways to bring hope, healing, and freedom into places where trauma has impacted them. I'm Allie, author of The Art of Healing Trauma, and I'm here to remind you that life is sweet. Now, let's dive in and find ways to create our joy. Hi, I'm Allie, and this is Find Your Joy, and today I am very excited to have this guest, Peggy O'Toole. She is the author of Goddess Dreams. She calls herself lovingly the Grandma Moses of storytelling. She has done everything from belly dancing to skydiving and all things in between. And we are going to talk a little bit today about one of her favorite topics, and that is silencing your inner mean girl and find your inner goddess. Hello and welcome, Peggy. Hello. It's so exciting to be here. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, you know, I think to start things off, I was going to, I've been thinking a lot about all that's been going on in the world in the last few years and a lot of distractions and, and, so I wanted to ask you, in the midst of all of these distractions, what is it that inspires you? Well, first of all, I want to say one thing that I did to eliminate a lot of the distractions was to just stop watching the news. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yes, I I, I I join you in that one. I that was uh, one of my that was one of my first to go a while ago too. <laughs> the uh, but what lights of what how I eliminate the distractions and uh, what lights me up is that first of all I really try very hard to live in the moment yeah I really work really hard at that I have a lot of things that happened in the past that could have could I could dwell on my uh, husband just passed away very recently actually oh, I'm sorry in August and we had been married for 17 years and he was the joy and love of my life and in the process of a month later I published my first book so if I if I was dwelling in all of the sadness I was feeling instead of uh, going on with something that was going to bring me joy ultimately which was to become the creative I wanted to be I, I couldn't have done it at all. Yeah. I just really focus on the moment. I try not to worry about the future. I used to be a big worrier. <laughs> I try not to worry about it. It'll be what it is and I can't do anything about it. And I, I really try and live in the moment and also do the things that, that give me joy every single day. That means mm -hmm. uh, including self-care, including uh, seeking out companionship with people that have like minds that, uh, or even people that don't, you know, people that I can learn from. Right. So, so now when you say you used to worry a lot and then now you are, you make sure that it's a, I guess, a, um, a bit of a discipline now to make sure that you're staying in the moment. What was, what was the shift? Well, I think that, as I you mentioned in the beginning, I learned how to silence my inner mean girls and uh, start living joyously as a goddess every day and um, feeling my own power. 
It, mm. it took a long time. And there was a, a time in my life where I was really shut down. It was, I was in my, in my uh, early fifties, I was working at a job I didn't really like. I had been working in as a microbiologist for many, many years. I was very successful, but it wasn't what I loved. I had chosen a profession for safety, not for love. Right. And I had been divorced twice. I'd been on the dating scene for 11 years and had not found anybody that I connected with. My parents and family lived far away. I had friends. They also lived far away. And my uh, kids were in college and busy and hardly ever called. And I was really feeling terribly sorry for myself. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, you know, I could uh, worry about my kids or I could worry about my future. I really was almost at the point where I thought, you know what? It really doesn't matter if I live or die. And not that I was suicidal, but I was just thinking, you know, I've, I've done everything I really wanted to in my life. I've had, I've been married. I had kids, you know, I have a good career. You know, maybe I should just uh, try and just be satisfied with that. Um, ah. I feel I feel unloved and I feel unlovable, but so what? I've, I've done everything. So I don't know what it was. I, I don't know if it's I walked outside and saw the sunset outside or what it was, but suddenly I had an epiphany. I went, you know what? You're really being crazy. You are defining love in a very narrow, defined way. You are defining love as being loved by a man and you're not don't have a man in your life and but mm. you are loved by so many people you have friends that love you your parents love you your siblings love you your kids love you you know that shows you are lovable and so i went you know what i'm just going to take every day from now on just as it comes I'm just going to enjoy my life. I know I'm lovable. I know I'm okay. <laughs> right, right. And so miraculously, about maybe two or three months after that, I met the man who I talked to you about who became my third husband. And we had the most wonderful life together for almost 18 years. We traveled all over the world. We went from Antarctica to the Caribbean we were, he used to make this wonderful joke. He, he, he was Irish and he liked to make silly jokes, but he would always say, I was the one for him because I was one month, one year and one day young, younger than him. So I was... <laughs> <laughs> With all those ones, it had to work. <laughs> it had to work and it did, it did. We, we were just aligned in every way, what we liked to do, what are, we believed and in, in about uh, uh, spirituality, uh, politically, you know, we were both very open-minded people. And he, I just felt cherished for, for 18 years. Mm. So that was miraculous. And it, it really just took a mind shift, just stopping listening right. to all of those ugly things that were sitting on my shoulder telling me I wasn't lovable. Right. And I love that. That, that was the shift, the that you were for whatever it is that we're opening it up to, whether it's a relationship or whatever it is, was that 
you changed your mind that you were worthy and that you did deserve a good life and you deserved good things and were lovable. And it was then that you were open to actually start to receive that. Exactly. And I wouldn't have been before at all. Right. Because I was feeling sorry for myself. I was being needy. I was (laughs) doing all of those things that are going to push people away instead of magnetize them to you. Right. So when you when you say silencing your inner mean girl and finding your inner goddess, what does that what does that look like? Well, I uh, I would say that I'm 76 now and it's taken me 76 years to kind of figure this all out. But there is there's actually a, a process to do it. That will, uh, and eventually I'm hoping to either write another book about it or maybe possibly do a course. I haven't decided if I'm going to go that far, but I've already got a book kind of started. The, the uh, first thing that I think that would really help everybody in your audience if they want to silence their inner mean girls, and I know everybody in the audience has at least a few. Yes. Uh, that uh, you need to find out exactly who they are. You know, what, what are you telling yourself Uh in your life that is creating a barrier for you where you're not going forward in a way that's going to bring you joy. So, you know, are you telling yourself, um, uh, do you love to paint, but you're telling yourself, I can't paint. Nobody's ever going to buy my paintings. Right. I, I, I paint, nobody's ever going to buy my paintings, but I paint anyway, (laughs) no, because (laughs) I I love to do it. Right, exactly. (laughs) Probably when I die, my my kids will throw them all away, but I don't care. (laughs) No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I I hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and so I think that's the first thing is to to just identify exactly what you're telling yourself. And that, that may take you a while to actually right. think about that and, and several journaling sessions. If And then I, I think another thing that you can do is to try and find out those things that really bring you joy. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a technique for doing that that's really simple and it's uh, anybody can do it. You just have to think back to a time in your childhood where you were really really feeling wonderful, like you had no fear, like everything was perfect in the world. And you were you were living in a joyous place. So for me, I mean, it could be like being on a swing and swinging up is so high that you were going to touch your toes to the sky. That's something that brought me joy. But the the thing that I thought of when I, I was trying to answer that question for myself was it's a silly little moment in time, but I, I thought about a time when I was, it was after bedtime and I was in my king size bed with my sister beside me. We slept in the same bed when we were growing up and um, we were supposed to be sleeping, but we both loved to read. So we had flashlights, we had our books, we had our We were under the sheet and our feet were up to hold it up like a tent. And we were just having a wonderful time together as sisters. And that was the time I thought of that brought me joy. Mm. And, And when I think about it, 
and I've identified my core values, most of the things that are my core values were being exhibited in that moment. The things that were really important to me, companionship, joy, I felt tranquil. It was kind of an adventure. All of these things were happening at the same time. And so now I actually know the kinds of things that that will bring me joy. And I seek those out all the time. I, I know I love adventure and I seek adventure. Oh, that's beautiful. I love too that you were, so you were with your sister. So someone very close, you were, you know, kind of cozied in with reading with flashlights. So stories were involved and then, and here you've gone on to become an author. Exactly. All of those. And so it's very true what you say. If we look back at what were we dreaming about? I think of that often too. What did we dream about when we were children? What did we really what did we really hope for and dream about? Because often that's therein lies the, uh, the answer to all our questions. It's- right. Yeah. I think if you think back to what you said, you wanted to be the very, when you were very, very little, that'll, that'll give you an idea. And I, um, what I wanted to be was a, a ballet dancer and I've never become a, I've never, I took ballet, but was never really very good at it. But, I didn't let that stop me from dancing. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. In my 30s, I started taking belly dancing classes and I've been belly dancing ever since. I'm 76 now and I'm still dancing. So. Oh my gosh, I love that. Now, do you do belly dance out like for a troupe? Or I'm not sure if that's the right. Um, yeah, um, I don't. Um, I have, uh, I belong to several different belly dancing um, groups or I take classes from several different teachers And I started taking it just for exercise and just to dance, to have an opportunity to dance. And but I we do dance with the with our groups, with our uh, the group of students who are student dancers, not professional. But we have danced. I've danced at a restaurant. I've danced at a Cairo shimmy quake with a bunch of other groups of people. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun. And I actually, uh, I heard someone say today that, um, that if you shake your hips, it loosens up your voice. So I think that's, uh, that's good advice for everybody. If you just start to dance, you will find the answers to what brings you joy as well. Right. To loosen your voice is always a good thing. Exactly. That's the whole thing that a lot of people, I'll say specifically, maybe women more, but people in many humans, humans have, uh, we seem to often find it difficult to find our voices. And that's, so tell me a little bit about your book, um, Goddess Dreams. Yeah. Can I hold it up? You want to see Absolutely. For for when we do the video portion. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy with the way it turned out. This is my first cover and I had a very specific vision in mind and the, the artist who rendered it did such a wonderful job of making it come to life because I, 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 it's just absolutely perfect, exactly what I wanted. Anyway, the, the book, um, can I tell you how it came to be? Because Everything, I, think- I want to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually... It came to be out of belly dancing, interestingly enough. 
because during the pandemic, I joined a, I was, uh, I was, sh- we were all shut down. And one of my belly dancing friends told me about a, a group that was going to be starting online called the Goddess Life Network. And I decided to check it out. They had a 30 day challenge. So every 15 minutes, every day, we did some different activity, whether it was uh, dancing or meditating or uh, all different kinds of things. And in, uh, so I joined the Goddess Life Network and they offered free classes in belly dance. And of course I belly dance, so I'm gonna take the free class. It was Zoom, I couldn't take my other classes. I couldn't. Right. <laughs> so I took the class and the woman who led it, Marcy Darling, happens to be a writer, a published writer. She's published several books. And she did something interesting at the end of her class. She gave a writing prompt and they were magical. They were They were imaginative and they just, sparked my creative imagination. So I started writing to her writing prompts. And she kept giving classes. I kept writing stories. (laughs) And when I had about 40 or 50 of them, I thought to myself, you know what? You've got a book. (laughs) Right. But I couldn't publish it by myself because she'd given the writing prompts. So I went, okay, I'm going to contact her and ask her if she would be willing to co-author a book with me and maybe write some some stories to her own writing prompts so we can have them side by side and see how the imagination goes in different ways starting from the same place and she said yes and um, I learned so much from her about how to write and publish a book and so that's how my book came to be. And oh my goodness! And so, it's are these um, fictional, or, or is yes. it a collection of fictional stories? It's a collection of fictional stories. There, as I said, they're magical. They're they're whimsical. Some of them, it could be anything from. Uh, they're all almost all uh, all but one. I think have primarily the protagonist is a woman. Mm-hmm. So my my goal actually for the book is that women read the book and they read the a story and they see themselves in the story or they see their mother or their sister or someone they love in the story. And they see these women living wonderful, magical lives and they see themselves in the same place that it's empowering mm. to them. Right. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you. Well, <laughs> You know, I just, with that being the intention that, um, that just, it, it really draws me into that, that it, yeah. that it feels very, very much like that. Yeah. And I, I mean, everybody that's read it seems to really love it. And the other thing that I had in mind when I wrote the book, and this is maybe a little different when, when I was a, a kid, I used to love reading fairy tales. I don't know. Mm. You did. And I in my library, there was a whole shelf of books, like the red fairy tale book and the blue fairy tale book. And I was thinking of this book kind of as a fairy tale book, but geared to women. And so each, wow. 
each story has also a, a, a an image, a picture that I also. Can you, can you hold it up? Um, now, now a lot of people yeah. will only it'll only be um, audio that they're doing this, but for right. when it, for when it is uh, the video portions when yeah. they are coming right. out, it would be wonderful to. Um, to share a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, the art on the front is absolutely beautiful. Um, I don't know if you can see it at oh, all. Yes, yes. Okay, so it's, pictures, actual photographs. Well, it was it was it's a manipulated photograph. So okay. they, yeah, I took a I used a um unsplash, which you can get images from, and then manipulated them with an app called Picasso. When you actually see them, they look more like paintings and, and photographs, most mm -hmm. of them. And it's that the name of that story is Dancing Barefoot. And so that you you can see all kinds of different things in here from from um water witches to uh to sorceresses to ordinary women who are maybe a woman who has a sick child to all kinds of different stories and they're very short so some people actually said well you could almost make this like a daily calendar where you read a story and then you think about it and um maybe journal to it because i that's oh. the intention so Oh, that sounds just beautiful. That sounds Thank so you. lovely. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking about it all and how much, how inspiring this will be. And for me, I'm thinking so much. I, of course, women who are, you know, maybe in the second half or second or the last third of their life or whatever it is, but also how, um, that would what's invite young women to... it, it would invite young women however yes. it's not it's not a book for kids they're no yeah they're uh, uh part of being a goddess is being sensual and there are stories in there that have some uh more adult content right <laughs> i would say that um probably most of them the majority of them do not so you could easily read them to kids um, I've read them to my grandsons, one of them to my grandsons. I think it was one called The Sword about a um, a woman who she was the daughter of an emperor and she wanted to be a warrior, but she was a woman. So she had to go through all of these trials to prove herself. Right. And in order to be able to be allowed to be a warrior in her her uh, the emperor's army. So. Uh, it's just, they're just, they're, they're some, they're very short. They're some of them, you wouldn't even say they're fully developed stories. They're more like an image in time. Oh, um, beautiful. Oh, I love that. But they're, I, I think they're provocative and I think people would enjoy them. What I like when you're saying that, what, and I, and you can tell me if this makes sense at all to what, how your book works. When you, when you're saying that you're, um, that it's a moment in time, that it's a capturing a thought it it makes me what it conjures in my mind is that it could actually be something that creates or inspires women to either write or imagine or something that story continuing. And I always love anything that would inspire anyone else to do something. If yeah. I that to me is that's the best thing that could happen from any of it. Right. Is is that we write when we write. There's a woman who contacted me and said that she'd always wanted to write poetry. Now, in my book, 
I have some poetry. And a woman took one of my poems and then just sort of continued it on. Now, mm-hmm. I know, like, copyright aside, it inspired her to write. That's the that's what matters, right? And, right. and so, and then from there, she shared a few other things with me. And she had said, I hope it's okay that I do this. And I'm, I said, it's more than okay. That's all. Yeah. I mean, we don't write books just so someone will hear whatever's in our brain. It's, it's, it's always to inspire. Why do I write songs? To inspire someone to feel something. And if they feel something, then that they will move with that. They'll do something with that. That's why we write painting. We paint paintings and write songs and stories and poems and do everything that we do. So I, that's what I see when I'm, I want to get your book and I would love to see what I would, what, what would pour out of me after I what read it. Absolutely. I mean, I, uh, one of the, the pieces in here, uh, it might be the one I showed you. I, I'm not sure. I'd have to look, I'd have to read it for sure. But it's just about two women who are um, like uh, at a place where women are dancing and they see each other and they're drawn to each other and they dance together and they they're they're the dance is just seeing that other person and really Mm. connecting with them and then the music rises to a crescendo and their dance rises to a crescendo but ultimately at the, the music ends, they don't know each other, they separate, uh, but they don't separate entirely. They're like sisters already. So it could go on from there, obviously. Right, right. Oh, I love that. It's, it's, yeah. um, it just, it, the whole thing to me, the word that comes to me is invitation. Right. And I, and I, and I love that, um, a woman who is, um, in many communities, like an elder, a person who has this rich life experience pours this out. And then it feels like an invitation to other women. Yeah. And I actually am really hoping to invite other women. Um, I am hoping to uh, be able to connect with women and maybe uh, eventually have a I don't know what they call it, a freebie or something where I offer maybe 12 writing prompts and encourage them to write to them. And then if they want to, they can submit it to me eventually and have a chance of being a guest author in one of my next books because I've already started my next one. So, Oh, that's so beautiful. (laughs) I love that. Well, um, just as we wrap up here, uh, I, I'm just going to put it out there that um, there will be contact information for Peggy. And oh, Peggy, do you have a website? Uh, my website's under construction. I can give my email um, because okay. uh, if you're looking, if you're looking for the book on Amazon, it would help you to uh, know my name, which is Peggy O'Toole. Yes. And, but there are similar uh, books with similar titles. So it just would right, look, for, make sh- look for Goddess Dreams and Peggy O'Toole. And my email is PeggyJO'Toole at gmail.com. It's real oh, easy. easy. Yes. Yeah. You just oh. put a J in for my middle name. 
<laughs> okay, that's wonderful. Well, what I was thinking was that, that once your website is up or if you have a Facebook page, anywhere where people can go to and start to connect and see what you're doing, um, I would invite women who are listening right now to start to watch for this. Um, and definitely, Peggy, as soon as you've got this going, if you let me know, I will be posting and sharing that on all my social media forums because to me this is something that's really important women of all ages whether it's my granddaughter is just turning 19 I have friends in her 30s 40s 50s 60s and beyond and I would love to um, and I'm a person who does I'm involved in collaborative books as well uh, Mm -hmm. and the one that you're describing just seems so very magical and lovely and um, any way that I could share that information and get that out to other women, I would be very happy to do that. Well, if you look on Amazon, you can actually open up the book and I think you can read the first story. And so nice. uh, oh, that's beautiful. And oh. all the all the pictures are color. So it's it's I think it's a really cool book. It's a very it is <laughs> a beautiful book. Well. That's right. <laughs> Well, sadly, we have come to an end of our time for 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 this episode. Um, I just want to say thank you so much, Peggy O'Toole, author of Goddess Dreams. Please do please do go and find her, find her book, buy it. it um, it's a beautiful book. I can't wait to read it. I'm going to be uh, definitely ordering it as soon as we're finished here. I can't wait to read it myself. And um, I look forward to you being a guest. I do hope that you'll come back. Uh, there's oh, so love- much more to talk about with you. So uh, for right now, uh, this is Allie, Find Your Joy. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you found a piece of your joy in this episode, I would love to hear about what came up for you so that we can continue to grow the impact of this show. Thanks again. See you soon. And remember, find your joy. Thank you.